This is the Family Crisis Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Schilling. Are you a mom who is tired of taking full responsibility for your entire family's health and happiness? This is the place where we unpack all that guilt, shame, and thoughts about you as a mom and show you how to live a life of purpose, even in family crisis. Hi there, moms. Welcome to episode two, Control. Control is when you are experiencing a family crisis, it is the last thing you have. It is what is missing. It is what you want desperately. And I am not even, I don't know about you, but I am not even one who associates myself with being a control freak, say. But so many moms don't even realize that that is our job. That's what we have been programmed and socialized, and it's just in our genetics to control the situation, whatever it is. And so when your family is going through a family crisis, and I think we defined a crisis last week, but I think it's important to note that a crisis can be something like your kindergartner coming home and saying that they're being bullied. That can feel like a crisis for sure, not just for your five-year-old, but for you as a mom, right? You are like on a mission. Who is this kid? I'm talking to their mom. Like this, everything stops, right? You're, you're going to go into protective mode and you don't have control actually. In that moment, you, you lose control. It's like an instinctual kind of response, right? And when you're in a different type of crisis, maybe um, a really on a grander scale um, where you are experiencing a child having a true mental health crisis where there's a psychiatric hospitalization and all of the process that you have to go through, all of the decision-making that comes with that, that is another time where you don't have a sense of control because you don't know you haven't been through it before and you don't have the you don't have the mental capacity in that moment we all you know we all have learned about the amygdala hijack that happens and it's so true you really you have that part of your brain just completely cut off from decision making and so it's so difficult and there's this huge sense of loss of control And so our tendency in those moments is, of course, to try to get back, get somehow back in control, right? What's so interesting and what I've experienced and learned over time in multiple experiences with being out of control and feeling out of control and having my family members experience this, you know, the same out of control moments is that when you think about skidding on ice, it's the absolute most out of control kind of experience you can imagine, right? So, and if you go back to, if you took a driver's ed course and you learned that if you are in a skid on ice, they teach you that instead of turning away from the skid, you're actually supposed to turn the wheel into the skid. And that's how you get 
back in control. And I find this to be so fascinating and so helpful in going through any type of a family crisis, because when you think about it that way, that that tendency to resist, right? To go in the other direction and to try, we think that that's how we will get back in control. But it's actually when we lean into the current crisis that we're having, and it's just so counterintuitive. But if you really do just be willing to lean into it instead of trying to resist it and go the other direction, then that is where you get control. And I think it's easy to understand it a little better when you think of, if we take the example, say, of being at the hospital and having your child be admitted and this all of these unknowns where you're waiting for them to tell you you know, this is going to require an overnight stay if they're going to have the social worker make an, do an assessment and make a determination about safety to self or others. Um, you're, if you are a mom in cri- with a family crisis experience like this one, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can't even hardly stay in your body in those moments. It's It's such a feeling of resistance that you want to get out of this feeling that you want to get a sense of control. But if you think of it and apply that same principle as leaning into the skid or turning into the skid, I think of it as facing the reality of what's happening. Instead of wanting to retreat and not face it and just get away from that, instead it's better to face the situation by listening to the doctor, by taking deep breaths and having that awareness of where you are at and what is happening. There's a difference between kind of giving into a panic that comes with a crisis situation and giving into the emotional. When I say give in, what I mean is like you you are feeling this panic and this out of control emotion rising up because of the situation that's external happening to you. And instead of having a resolve where you are conscious of your breathing, you look at the situation right in front of you, you assess what's happening, you take in information and you have clarity. Sometimes in those moments, we want to resist doing that and we, we kind of just get in, in that space of, I feel out of control and we let those panicking thoughts kind of take over. I've been in that situation before where I, I really just feel like it's a sense of giving in to it. It's like you're feeling this out of control feeling and you just let it kind of take over your body. You just let it kind of run rampant. That's not something I recommend. It is not helpful. It, um, it's really scary. It's really scary to just let that happen and feel like you're, you're basically giving in, you're giving in or giving up. And that feels terrible to me. I've experienced it just a couple of times. Like I said, 
when I realized that that's like turning the wheel the opposite direction and then just spinning out. And you're just making the situation worse when you're doing that. And I'm not judging anyone who's done it because there's a skill that we can develop and learn, but I don't think it always comes naturally. You know, it makes sense that your brain in those moments, your brain is kind of protecting you by just saying, okay, I don't know what's going on here. So we're just going to not deal with reality. It's a protective measure. And our brains were designed to protect us and keep us alive. And so I think sometimes when that's happening, that's just the protective nature of the brain doing that. But once we have an awareness of it, then we can take that more intentional approach where you do say, this is a horrible situation and I'm going to take care of myself as I'm managing it. I always like to say in moments like that, like I can breathe. I'm okay right now. I can breathe. I'm okay right now. And I honestly will say that to my, you know, to myself, I try not to say it out loud, (laughs) but I do try to say that at least in my head and take deep breaths. And I think that taking deep breaths is really an underrated strategy because for me, I have been a shallow breather my whole life. In fact, I was sitting in a counseling session one time and the counselor said, do you realize that you have hardly breathed since you sat down? Like you are actually not breathing. He said, you've been here like 15 minutes. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, that's absolutely true. I had really learned over time to basically hold my breath, to be worrying about what the next thing was that was going to happen that was going to be unexpected or scary or whatever. So breathing is a another example of basically turning into the skid, right? It's when you take that time to take a deep breath, you actually bring oxygen into your brain and you open up where the amygdala can get cut off and hijacked. Taking in deep breaths actually floods your brain with oxygen and decision-making becomes available to you again. So This concept of turning into the skid as a means to have a sense of control, it can also be applied with the other kind of strategy that I think has helped me the most, especially in the really intense moments of, like we talked about in the first episode, there's a critical decision to make when there's a current crisis going on. And the decision is one that is going to either improve the situation or make it worse. And one of the things that helps me so much with dealing with the different types of of family crises that we've been through is the idea that in any situation, no matter what it is, no matter if it involves the need to call for professional help, if it involves a safety plan of some type. I mean, we have been in situations where it's truly a, do we need to call 911 moment? That's actually in our family, (laughs) something that we'll say now we can say in in a joking manner, but 
the idea that you do, in terms of safety, it could be an emergency. And even in those moments, there's an option and and a time and a space to make a decision that says, is this going to be helpful or harmful? Is this thought helping or is this thought harming? Is what I'm going to do next going to help or is it going to harm? And that helpful or harmful way to make a decision has been the most helpful in so many times where I wanted to scream (laughs) or I wanted to, you know, do something almost in sometimes take a physical action. It just gives you that space to say helpful or harmful. So that is another way using our analogy of turning into the skid (laughs) that can be a way to have more control. And what I'd like to also say about control is that control is something that you can regulate in a way that is loving and safe and calm. Control does not have to be powerful in a way that is power over the situation, but more control being confident, calm, and safe. I think that that's a distinction that we would want to make as we go forward and think about what type of control we want to show up with, because there's a big difference between control and a control freak, trying to have power over others. That's so much different than having control from a space of self-control. We will talk about next week, we will go into another strategy that I have found to be really, really helpful. It involves loving, unconditional loving, and we will talk about the difference between unconditional love and conditional love. I'll see you next week. If you love what we're doing on the podcast, you should come and join my free and private Facebook group called Family Crisis for Moms. It's where we dive deeper, study, and finally solve all the things we talk about on the podcast. It's next level work if you're serious about making a change. It's free and full of moms just like you who want a better life. So head over now and join us. The link is on my website in the top right corner. See you there.